you guys. Welcome back to another episode of Unrelatable with Maddie Weisner, your hot girl's guide to all things health, wellness, and the NFL. I was going to say today, but that's not what today's about. Okay, you guys, happy Monday. We have two, well, actually, this is one of two Health and Wellness Monday Unrelatable episodes we have left in season one. So first things first, that's insane. And we're going to get into a little bit of what wrapping up the season, wrapping <laughs> wrapping up. I literally, I feel like this is my new year's. I feel like February 1st, as it gets closer and closer and closer, feels so much more like New Year's Day than New Year's Day actually feels. So I'm like, I just sense the wrapping up, the closing out, all the things. But I've been thinking about giving you guys a name because every other podcast I listen to, they refer to their listeners as something. And it's something cute. Like, I've never been like, ew, what is that? (laughs) But I cannot think of a single thing that would be authentic to us and to myself as to what to call y'all. So for now, it's just, hey, you guys. (laughs) I'm not going to say that anymore because I feel like we're overusing it. But Today is officially, I'm calling it the first week of the offseason, first day of the offseason. And we'll get into why that's the case as well. But I know I've already given some highlights throughout my last couple of episodes just as to how the last Packers game went, how my trip to San Francisco went, what that looked like exactly. But today I really wanted to hone in. I wanted to focus on the nitty gritty waking up in San Francisco because we did this when we went to Vegas. I did this for Las Vegas. We had a Las Vegas episode and I loved it. You guys loved it. And if I'm being honest, I feel like San Francisco's brand and that specific time frame, not time frame, but just that trip was a little bit more in alignment with my brand and with the Unrelatable brand, with the health and wellness side of things, hence why we are talking about this on a health and wellness episode. So today is not about football. Yes, we did go to San Francisco to watch the Green Bay Packers play the San Francisco 49ers. And I am recording this on Monday. So I will mention that the San Francisco 49ers are Super Bowl bound. And we will talk about the fact that I was actually wrong in all of my predictions. (laughs) Well, both of them. I said that the Lions and the Baltimore Ravens were going to play each other in the Super Bowl. That is not going to happen anymore. But that's, again, not what today's about. I know I am going to have to mention some football, but we're going to talk about where to stay. We're going to talk about what to eat. We're going to talk about what to do. And we're going to talk about how to live your best life in San Francisco, California. And I mean always, for that matter. So without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, first things first. I just need to give United Airlines a little shout out because, well, okay, I'm upset with them because I didn't know about this until I became 22 and a half years old, but they offer a young adult traveler discount for anyone who is between the ages of 18 and 23. And I looked into this more because Luke and I have been looking at booking flights and stuff like that just in general. No other airline offers this. Some of them do offer student discounts, which I also didn't know about. And don't ask me how to find those. Don't ask me what airlines they were because it seemed a little bit sus in terms of what was actually available. But I can 100% confirm that United offers young adult traveler discounts for anyone between the ages of 18 and 23. And 
I don't know. Someone said, or I looked online and it was like 5%. And I've seen, like, I've booked flights where the discounted price was about $20 off. But I flew to San Francisco just one way from Green Bay. It was 10 hours of traveling. It was $200. So I don't know what United is trying to do with the kind of brand loyalty they're creating. I know exactly what they're trying to do. But just giving them their shout out, the more you know. I've always found the discount through a link in their mobile app. It probably is also available online just via a laptop, desktop, computer, anything like that, but on their app at least. And it, it could only be on the app, but <laughs> I'll stop talking about it. I booked a flight for $200 to San Francisco. That is where we're starting. United deserves some credit. Because weather cancellations, which I have mentioned in the past, have been absolutely ridiculous. When I was planning my trip to get to go to San Francisco to make it to the Green Bay Packers divisional game against the 49ers, I was so stressed about the fact that I was even going to make it. And I had so many doubts. Like when I booked my hotel, which is a huge part of this episode, kind of, I literally was thinking 50-50, probably actually 30%. There was a 30% chance in my mind that I was going to make it to San Francisco. And also, if I was going to make it, I didn't because I had to fly Green Bay, Chicago, Chicago, San Francisco direct, which ended up being great. But I knew there were also going to be flights from Chicago to San Francisco later that night. I got in at about 6.30 when I ended up getting in. That was the original plan. Thank God it worked. But I knew I was going to be able to get in later and get in at like midnight if that was the move. And then there also was going to be a flight from Chicago to San Jose, same time frame. And so when looking for a hotel, looking for a place to stay, I was trying to decide whether I wanted to be by the airport, whether I wanted to be by the stadium. The 49er Stadium, it's actually in Santa Clara, California, which is right next to the San Jose airport and super misleading when you're like, oh, the San Francisco 49ers. So actually flying into San Francisco is the farthest you can be if you want to be close, if that makes sense. So San Francisco is about probably 45 minutes The Oakland airport is about the same, a little bit shorter, and then San Jose is right by the stadium. But because I didn't exactly know where I was going to get in, I knew it was either going to be San Francisco or San Jose. I wanted to be somewhere that was going to be easiest to get to that night, and I decided that my priority was going to be staying in a nice hotel, staying in an area where I felt safe, and then staying in an area where I knew I was going to be able to get up, walk around, go get coffee, go get dinner that night when I flew in, if I flew in on time, which I did. Thank God again. And then also as more backstory, because I do want this episode to be valuable. If anyone is like, hell yeah, I want to go to a San Francisco 49ers game. Hell yeah. Like that's my team. Fuck the Green Bay Packers. Like we don't care about that. Go for it. No, I, I like literally can't say that. And I'd say I delete that, but I won't. And I guess to preface too, since we do have new listeners, my boyfriend is a... <laughs> My boyfriend just completed his rookie season with the Green Bay Packers. He's a tight end in the NFL. We love him, but that's, this, this isn't about him, okay? Hold them all this Monday. But hotel-wise, if you want to stay by the stadium during a game, those are going to be a two-night minimum, the nicer hotels around Levi Stadium. 
And then with the way that my schedule was working out and my family ended up coming in for the game, so I spent the game with them. That was super fun. But I only needed one night in the Bay Area by myself, and then I was going to spend the night with them Sunday night or Saturday night after the game. The game was Saturday. So we decided on Palo Alto, California, because it was halfway between the San Jose Airport and the San Francisco Airport. Again, didn't matter where I was going to get in. It's right by the Stanford campus, which I know I've talked about in the past weeks. And then they also had just nice hotels that I was familiar with the brands. That was actually the one thing that I loved about being on the West Coast was I was finally back in my brand familiarity era. But I stayed at the Graduate Hotel in downtown Palo Alto. Honestly, just to give some more tips and tricks of booking a hotel, especially if you are going to a place where you're not super familiar, the first thing I will do is look up where the Four Seasons Resort is in the area. And that has absolutely nothing to do with my intentions of staying there because I will not be staying there unless they're inviting me to stay with them as an influencer, which then I would gladly accept. However, I just can't justify a couple thousand dollars in the city, nor can I afford it. (laughs) But when picking an area, I look up where the Four Seasons is. Then I search the Aritzias in the area because that is typically an indicator of the better shopping malls or the better places to walk around to shop to do stuff like that. And then I will also go out on a limb and look up where the soul cycles are. And if there's multiple soul cycles, I will base where we stay off of where the better soul cycle is, reviews wise. And then sometimes I'll look up like coffee shops or restaurants, stuff like that too, or just look on the map and see what's nearby. But that's that's about it. That's what goes into it. So the graduate in Palo Alto staying in downtown Palo Alto, that was checking all the boxes. Not necessarily because it was close to four seasons, because it wasn't. But because it was right next to Stanford, I'd been to Stanford a few years ago. I knew that that was going to be a nicer, safer area. And then it was also right next to the Stanford Shopping Center, which had a soul cycle, had an Aritzia. And then there was like a Nobu downtown too. So I knew that that, that's not something I seek out because I don't necessarily know exactly where the Nobu restaurants are. And we're going to talk about those in a second. But I just figured that that was the vibes were going to be good if we stayed there. So Graduate Palo Alto, best bang for your buck, super cute hotel, absolutely insane. I loved it. But the kicker was when I booked the hotel, it was right above a blue bottle coffee. And I'd mentioned last week that I missed purchasing $9 matcha lattes because I did. And regardless of how cost effective that might have been, I it was really good for my soul and necessary. Not eh, not necessary, but I literally haven't spent money on coffee, on matcha in the last six months until recently or until going to San Francisco and then coming back home. Oh my gosh. And also I just need to say I've been going to the same coffee drive through at home since I got here. And I'm honestly, I hate being regular at places. I get so embarrassed. And there's one girl who's always working and I've been driving myself, but then I've also gone with my mom. I've gone with Luke. So I've been showing up in different cars and she's like, oh my gosh, I knew it was you in there. I'm like, stop. I don't even know her name. I need to know her name. I need to tell her my name. And I think we need to be friends, but that's not what we're talking about today. Okay. That's not important. Flying went great. We got in at 6.30. I had a reservation made for 9.30 at a restaurant by my hotel that had raving reviews. It was called Evia, which is also probably pronounced so incorrectly by myself, but it is E-V-V-I-A. 
I was able to walk. We had a reservation for one. And I know we've talked about this on the show as well. I just really want to place emphasis on how empowering taking yourself out to dinner is or taking yourself out to drinks if you want to participate in that. I'm going to go ahead and say just I wrote this down as well, not to definitely definitely not to start out with, but if you are someone who is in the habit of ordering a drink with dinner and you're getting to a point where that's not necessarily authentic to you and you don't love it. Like I love looking at a cocktail menu. I love ordering mocktails at this restaurant. It was a Greek restaurant where I went to Evia was, <laughs> but they had this insane wine list and I can't drink wine because of my having celiac disease. And I know some people with celiac disease can drink wine. It just doesn't really work out for me. But I understand the appeal of wanting to have a drink with dinner. However, if you're someone who is just in the habit of ordering a drink with dinner and you don't necessarily want to, go out to dinner with yourself and don't order a drink. You don't have to. Break the habit. If it's if you feel like it's a habit that you want to break, that you don't love, that is not serving you in every single way, you can break the habit. And that's a great way to do it. But I ended up ordering a Greek salad, which was just cucumbers, tomatoes, feta. So good. And then I got like a lamb appetizer and my server was so excited. He, anytime I ordered anything, he was hyping me up. He was like, this is the best order I've ever seen. He, he goes at the end, he's like, I've loved serving you tonight, girl. I'm like, thank you. But talk to your waiter, ask questions, ask for recommendations. And it was seriously the best meal I have had in such a long time. I didn't order anything to drink because I was so dehydrated from flying. I was just pounding waters. But then when I go out by myself and especially being gluten-free and the fact that there typically aren't gluten-free desserts available on restaurant menus, if there's a gluten-free dessert, one thing about me is that will be ordered. I got, they, they did it. It was so good. And I feel like this should be a thing, but it was like whipped Greek yogurt and then it came with walnuts dates and then honey that you could just make a yogurt parfait basically and then they also have a cheesecake thing that comes with huckleberry sauce and I asked if I could have huckleberry sauce on the side to incorporate into that and this was when my server was hyped he loved it but I feel like that's just a good dessert and I haven't been doing it because I haven't been home and I haven't really had well I am home but I haven't really had access to make my own elaborate desserts for myself because I don't like sharing but whipped greek yogurt or just greek yogurt with dates the dates were so good okay dates walnuts honey I feel like that is a very good dessert and I'm dairy free so my stomach hurt so bad on the walk home but we did make it and it ended up being fine I will probably do a dairy free alternative in the future with that but just the more you know. Little life hack for you. Little tips, little tricks, little obsession of the week. And that's also why I love going to restaurants. I love trying new things. I love getting the inspiration to go home, to make something myself, to expand my skills (laughs) in the kitchen and just what I'm used to. But again, I really wanted to put emphasis on the importance of taking yourself out to dinner, taking yourself out to breakfast, taking yourself out to lunch, taking yourself on a date, treating yourself like your own best friend, doing something that you love, allowing yourself to do that alone, regardless of how intimidating that might be, regardless of how uncomfortable that might make you, especially the first time you do it. I have to just come out right, right out the bat or not. It's not even. 
I just wanted to say there is absolutely no shame in bringing an activity to do while you go to dinner by yourself. I had nothing with me when I went this most recent time and I haven't, this was the first time I'd been able to go to dinner by myself in honestly a while. Like it, it could have very well have been about a year, but I didn't bring anything and I had some stuff I needed to do on my phone, which was fine, but I hated being on my phone during dinner. I wasn't looking at my phone while I ate, but I hated like waiting and then being on my phone. And I've also just from past experience as an expert, I've also brought my laptop with me to dinner. I've brought notebooks and like stuff like that and kind of worked or looked busy or studied and done homework, things like that at dinner. Done that. Don't love it. However, I've brought books with me to dinner. I have a Kindle. I brought that with me. That is a 10 out of 10 experience. So if you're not into reading yet, take a book with you out to dinner by yourself. And trust me, you will get into reading and you will finish that book. And if you are into reading, it's a win-win. Okay, great. So that's my solo date advice for you guys. And one more time, that restaurant is E-V-V-I-A in downtown Palo Alto, California. 100% recommend. So that was Friday night. Stayed at the hotel, had the best night's sleep. I was so excited to wake up. I looked up the hours of the coffee shop in the morning. I knew they opened at 7. Literally, I couldn't, I slept great. But then once I woke up and it was like 6.30, I was like, yep. So I went downstairs, got coffee at Blue Bottle, went on my little hot girl walk, walked to Whole Foods, and nothing else was really open. I didn't necessarily want to walk on the Stanford campus just because I knew I was going to need to get something at Whole Foods for the rest of the day because my mom wasn't sure about what lunch in San Jose was going to look like before the game or what dinner was going to look like afterwards. And so she was like, you love Whole Foods. Go to Whole Foods, get some easy, quick things. You'll be set. So that's what I did. All the produce had just been set out. Everything was stacked like so nicely, so perfectly. I was loving my experience there. I got one of those vegan Caesar salad kits, one of the bigger ones that are so good. I'd never had it before, but I'd seen raving reviews all over social media because all my favorite influencers go to Whole Foods and they all get that. And I get so jealous when Whole Foods is not in my range. It's not in the options, but I got the Caesar salad kit amazing. I got a thing of prosciutto to add to that for just some easy protein that I wasn't really going to have to worry about. And then I spent like $7 on a cup of fruit, which was so worth it. And I got coconut water, which was also very, very, very exciting. And some bars and stuff like that. So we were set. That was my little walk. Walked there, walked back, could have walked around campus. The Stanford Shopping Center didn't open up until 10 a.m. on that Saturday. And they're open late too. So looking back on it, I could have gone when I actually flew in Friday night, but it definitely wasn't the end of the world. There is a soul cycle in that area too, which I had had intentions of going to. I just went to book it like way too late and all the classes were full, which is great for them. I'm so proud of them. No, no hard feelings. If you're filling up your classes and you have like an eight person wait list, absolutely slay go off. So we had our hot go walk. Went back to the hotel, packed up all my suitcases because checkout was at 11 and that was also when I was going to need to leave Palo Alto, Uber to San Jose to meet my family to get ready for the game. But I went to Blue Bottle again, of course, because we're a two matcha day individual. (laughs) 
there were these three girls in front of me who were talking about how they go to Stanford. They were talking about the soul cycle class they'd just been to. They were planning one of the girls is 21ers and planning on going to Nobu, which if you're unfamiliar with the Nobu brand, it is one of the most iconic restaurant chains in the world. I feel like Kim Kardashian. No, Okay. They put themselves on the map. I've been to Nobu a few times in various locations, but their food is so good. Definitely. De- you're definitely going for the experience, I will say. And the one in Palo Alto, I would have gone by myself. But they were booked out like a week in advance. But these girls go to Stanford right next to this beautiful shopping mall, go to SoulCycle, and then they're planning 21ers in Nobu. I'm just like, I want to be friends with you guys so bad. But anyways, we go to the game, met my family in San Jose. They stayed by the airport. We stayed by the airport that night. We went to dinner at this super random casino. I didn't think gambling was legal in California, but it was. And did I say, I feel like I said breakfast. We went to lunch beforehand, got ready for the game. Our hotel was on the bus line that takes you directly to the stadium. So with that in mind, our hotel was great because it was only, we didn't have a two night minimum. We just stayed for the one night. Getting there was actually very seamless. (laughs) However, we probably had to wait for the bus as long as anyone else had to wait for traffic. So I don't necessarily know if it's something I would do again. We were also the only Packers fans on this train um, in a sea of 49ers fans. Like these, we were full. We were socked in. There was no room. My dad and I are the only two of our entire group that make it on this one specific cart. And every single time we stopped, because we were the last ones that really got on, Every single time we stopped, they would go, some guy in the back would yell, the doors would open and people would be like, sorry, there's no room. You guys aren't going to fit. And it was just really awkward. Some guy in the back is like, we'll trade two Packers fans for two 49ers fans. And I'm just like, this is the end. This is how we go. I had my little camcorder with me and some guys making fun of me. He's like, is this for the Green Bay News? I'm like, honestly, yeah, it is, sir. So might not recommend that experience especially since with having someone on the team we like to go early watch warm-ups and then also like to stay late and get to see him afterwards but the more you know the game actually started at about 5 15 5 30 we had dinner plans for 10 o'clock that night and we didn't even make it because we were waiting to go back on the train so if you're going to a san francisco game have the plan. Honestly, I would recommend maybe a party bus and then having the party bus take you through in and out after the game. And then you're at least, if you're sitting through traffic, you're having fun or just stay somewhere with room service. And I mean, that's applicable to anywhere ever. And like anytime you go to a concert, anytime you go to a football game or other sporting event, but that was a 49ers game. In the morning, I Ubered to a different blue bottle because I was just on my grind and just enjoying it while I could. And then we flew home. But I did want to say, since we won't have a Sunday Scaries episode this week, and this is your weekly dose of Unrelatable right now, and that is again because there will be no football played this Sunday because we are headed to the Super Bowl. But I mentioned we are recording this on Monday. So the NFC Championship and the AFC Championship 
they already took place. I've mentioned that my predictions for that specific game or those specific games and who would be headed to the Super Bowl were 100% incorrect. But the San Francisco 49ers are headed to the Super Bowl. And I know that in our Sunday Scaries episode last week, I was talking all about the Detroit Lions and how they hadn't made it to the Super Bowl yet in franchise history. They hadn't won a Super Bowl yet. Obviously, they were really the only underdog story in the mix of the four teams that were competing for the AFC Championship and the NFC Championship. However, after watching the Chiefs beat the Baltimore Ravens, after, okay, I... I'm so jealous. One, because I knew with the AFC and the NFC championships, those games, they invite the families onto the field afterwards to take pictures with their men, to hype them up, to like be excited and to celebrate with them. I was so jealous watching Taylor Swift live out my conference championship tight end NFL girlfriend dreams. And then Claire Kittle got to do it for the 49ers. So... With that, and because the 49ers will be playing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, I will say that that is going to be a very big game for the tight end position, which we love to see. Happy National Tight End Day, whenever that is. But after watching the Chiefs game, I just needed a little bit more. It felt like the Chiefs, who played great, they just played consistently very, very, very good the whole time. Nothing super exciting happened, in my opinion. However, the 49ers were down by 17 points for a good chunk of the game. They came back, and I'm pretty sure it was one of the most significant comebacks to win an NFC Championship game in franchise history, not in franchise history, in the history of the NFL. So when that started happening, I do have to admit that I switched up my opinion on wanting the Lions to win to wanting the 49ers to win because they were earning it. They were deserving of it. They were fighting for it. And now I want the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. So we will obviously talk about that more heading into next, not next week, but the week afterwards, because we will have a Sunday Scaries episode before the Super Bowl airs. As of right now, I am team San Francisco. And I know I'm just going to be jealous again because the families get to go on the field after the Super Bowl win as well. But it's fine. Everything happens for a reason. Timing is everything. It's just rookie season. And I know I've said we're good. Things are going to be great. Things are going to be fine. Luke and I are going to Hawaii. So I can't complain. But we'll talk about that later. Thank you guys so much for listening. As I've been mentioning, season one is wrapping up. We have our health and wellness episode this week. We have another one next week. That will be our final health and wellness Monday. And then we're going to have Sunday Scaries before the Super Bowl. And then we will wrap up, have a season one finale on Valentine's Day. And I'm also so excited because we will officially be rebranding before the end of season one. I finally got my shoot back. I had not lost it, so nothing was wrong on my part, and the photos came out beautifully. I cannot wait for you guys to see that. We have so much exciting stuff coming up, and in the meantime, feel free to rate and review the show. Feel free to follow myself at Madeline Wisner wherever you get your daily dose of Unrelatable, and I love you guys so much. Bye.